Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Tuesday, November 22nd. Time for another commentary on what I've been reading the last couple of days. Some industry news, some odds and ends, and uh, wrapping a few things up. So let's get to it. I like to start the day with a shot and a quote and a gratitude. So we'll do that right now. The quote, let's start with, no, let's start with the shot. We should do a shot first. Today, I'm doing the ultimate immune booster. So this is uh, this is kind of a crazy concoction, more of an experiment than anything. This one is half red jalapeno and half habanero. So slightly hot. It is half wildflower honey and half manuka honey. And then it has all of the fire cider ingredients infused. So crazy stuff like horseradish and turmeric root and garlic and ginger and rosemary and parsley and black peppercorns and all kinds of immune boosting stuff. And it's also infused with elderberry, so the purple color. And I can't think of a, uh, a more powerful immune booster than that. Not a bad way to head into uh, what Sarah is now calling sugar season, not flu and cold season. When you look at what we do to our bodies during this time, starting with Halloween, then Thanksgiving, then Christmas, then New Year's, it's sugar, 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 alcohol, alcohol, sugar, and we wonder why everybody gets sick. So try to eat better during this time. Hell, don't try, just do it. Just eat better. And you know what? You don't have to skip the parties. It is not that difficult to eat at these parties. There's almost always meat and cheese trays, pickled vegetables, all kinds of things you can eat without the sugar. And go easy on the alcohol. You'll, uh, you'll thank me for that one. You don't have to skip it completely if you don't want to, but just know it is a toxin. You just don't perform that well after alcohol. So there's the shot for the day. My functional drink this morning is uh, pretty simple. It's just a typical NDK coffee with one addition. I did put in a packet of the Four Sigmatic cacao chill. So that's the reishi mushroom. That's the one I think the reishi has been helping me more with um, sleep than just about anything else I've tried so far. So threw a little bit of that in. I am doing some caffeine this morning. Uh, so that's what I'm drinking. Let's get on to the quote. Power is given only to those who dare to lower themselves and pick it up. Only one thing matters, one thing, to be able to dare. That was Dostoevsky said that. Uh, how does that apply to us in the real world? Actually, really good timing right now. We're heading into a pretty tough time. In fact, I'll, I'll warn you that most of my news today is pretty negative. But we got to face the negative stuff. So my theme is prepare for the worst and expect the best. So in order to prepare for the worst, we have to understand what it is. And uh, I'm going to go over some things this morning, but we're heading into a rough time. So this quote, 
one thing matters, to be able to dare. I've said that it is a time to get much more conservative about big financial decisions or big life decisions. Right now is not the time to make them, but right now is the time to get ready to make them. So prepare for the worst, but plan for the best. Hope for the best. Now's the time to do that. Now's the time to dare to dream big. Get ready for what's coming. There's no point in in sitting back and hiding and saying, well, I'm going to wait till it's over. Prepare yourself for the worst and then start planning for the best. And now's the time to do that. So dare to dream something big right now and get started. There's really not a lot else to do. And uh, I'm going to go over some some stories about what's going on in the industry. Not surprising. Um, I've said many times I don't like to predict things because I hate to be wrong. But I've been predicting this downturn for almost five years. My timing was a little off. But we knew it was coming. It always does. And it's here. So let's dive into some of the news that I was reading this morning. So first headline, California trucking company files for bankruptcy. These are becoming much more common. I, I In the last five years prior to this year, uh, not a lot of trucking bankruptcies at all. Not in the big companies, not in the small companies. The pattern now is more bankruptcies and more M&As, mergers and acquisitions, where one company's struggling, so another trucking company comes in and buys them, seeing a lot of M&A activity going on. So Freon Logistics, a Bakersfield, California-based trucking company, has filed for bankruptcy, and some employees protested recently to demand unpaid wages. I've talked about this before. Drivers, owner-operators, uh, owner-operators in particular, you can't let any of these companies get too deep into you. Now, if you have your own authority and you're using brokers and you're billing, this is a big deal. You've got to stay on top of this and handle it. But even least to a carrier, this is a problem. Listen to some of these numbers. Freon Logistics employs about 500 people, including truck drivers, admin personnel, and others. According to court records, it's unclear if Freon's associated companies, Freon Group, Freon Trucking, Freon Cold Storage, or Freon Garage, are impacted by the filing. On Monday, some employees gathered outside the company's headquarters to protest, according to local news outlets. Uh, here's a quote. I have a couple colleagues that haven't been paid over a good few weeks, even months. Two months, I heard the most, Joel Juarez told local news station. Uh, it's been, for a couple of my colleagues, it's been over $12,000, $16,000 that have been owed. As for myself, I'm owed $2,000, which is a little bit, but still I need that money to take care of my bills, take care of stuff at home. You know, I have a family to take care of. Allowing anybody to get two months into you is a bad idea. There's no reason that that should happen and you should allow that to happen. 
twelve to sixteen thousand dollars will put most owner operators out of business. This is what we have to be careful of in a downturn. This is the kind of stuff I've been saying get ready for. Pay off debt and save cash. Companies are going to go bankrupt. When they go bankrupt, if they owe you money, you're screwed. You're not going to get it back. When bankruptcies happen, companies go bankrupt because they have more bills than they have assets. They don't have enough cash. If they could sell off a few things and save the company, they probably would. So when it finally ends up in bankruptcy, there's usually nothing left and there are a lot of creditors and you will be down at the bottom of that creditor list. You're not going to get paid. So you have to prepare for that. But then you also have to have your eyes open and be watching for the signs. And you have to decide if a company gets one week behind for some reason, the settlements don't show up this week. And there's always an excuse. Oh, our bank screwed it up. Okay, I, I'll let it slide one time. The second week, if there's a problem, you've got to make a decision. And I would not keep working for somebody after two, let's call it pay periods, that they failed to pay me. Think about how much you gross in a week. And then double it, and then imagine not getting that money. That's what's happening. And that's just, that's just giving them one chance and then waiting one more week. Now you're two weeks behind on gross revenue. You can't wait two months. In fact, these numbers don't even make sense to me. Um, let me do some math. Yeah, maybe they do. Yeah, that's about right. On the high side, 16000 Some of these guys are $16,000 behind from the company. That could be two months. This might be a smaller local operation. But that will, that will put owner-operators out of business. You can't let these companies get too deep into you. And this is what's happening. I mean, this is what we're facing right now. We're going to see a whole lot more of that. Uh, let's go on to this article. ACT Research Sounds Alarm on Bottoming Truck Market. A leading blue chip market data firm sounded the alarm in a report Friday that spot rates in the trucking industry are dipping far below costs. Now, some of these reports can get really confusing and misleading. That sentence right there is almost never true with an owner-operator. And what sentence do I mean? That rates, spot rates are dipping far below cost. That's just not true. Not, not with an owner-operator. If you take all of their costs, even if we, if we take the worst case scenario right now of somebody spending a dollar a mile on fuel, and that, that's possible if you're getting that five to five and a half mile per gallon range, you're spending a dollar per mile on fuel. Let's throw in 20 cents for maintenance. If it's higher than that, you should be doing something about it. So we're at a buck 20 with our two biggest costs. 
You could throw in another 30 cents and that will cover all of your miscellaneous costs. We're at a buck 50. Where where this gets confusing is that's our cost of operating the truck, but we haven't paid ourselves yet. So, you know, with an owner operator and entrepreneur, I, I don't consider pay. That, that And I know a lot of people say, well, that's not accurate. Well, how much are you going to pay? Do you want to pick the average rate? Do you need to pay yourself enough to pay your bills at home? That number's all over the board. So I think it's easier to just take it out. Now, can we cover costs from the rate? Always, always. I mean, you may pick up a load here and there that doesn't, doesn't cover costs. But I've never really seen a market where the spot rate, the average spot rate, was lower than the cost of operation for an owner-operator, excluding wages. Now, if we throw a reasonable amount in for wages, it is possible. That's really bad. I haven't seen these kind of numbers in a very long time. The numbers back in 2008... weren't this bad and we're not there yet, but this is what they're predicting. Uh, Back to the article compared to 2021 diesel was 40, 44% higher in the month of October. Uh, The cost of parts and truck maintenance are also up from 2021 spot rates are down 23% year over year. Those are bad numbers. We're just starting to feel it. Here's a, uh, a quote. Spot rates have plummeted this year. It won't be long now before none of us small guys can exist, said, said Steve Berg, a Chino Hills, California-based truck driver. Everything has doubled in price while rates are collapsing. Now, remember when we're quoting people, the things they say aren't necessarily accurate. Everything has not doubled in price. These are quotes. These aren't real facts. But that's how people feel. They feel like everything doubled in price. Rates are collapsing. Rates are starting to collapse. Things are getting expensive. Um, Another quote from the same guy. Indeed, Berg said he will shut down his authority next month after having been an owner-operator since 2012. Uh, Chris Tucker, a Winchester, Kentucky-based owner of truck brokerage Full Coverage Freight, predicted in June that the trucking industry will see a great purge of small carriers. That means a massive wave of bankruptcies among owner-operators, many of whom started their trucking companies during the red-hot freight market of 2020 and 21. Now, the, the first example here started in 2012. I've been saying for several years now, if you started your trucking business after 2010, you don't know what it's like to operate in a really tough environment. We had a couple of short-term downturns in there, just barely hiccups at most. It was a lot of improving conditions from 2010 all the way through to 2020. A couple setbacks in there, nothing big enough that it should have bothered anybody. And that's a long time to operate a company for a decade and never really face a major downturn. 
Now, I'm just talking about trucking. This, this economy has allowed a lot of businesses to get started. And many of those businesses are facing the same thing. They don't know how to operate in a really tough environment. They've never seen it. This is their norm, what we've had all this time. So there are a lot of owner-operators out there that are, are potentially in trouble, and they don't even know it. They have no idea what's coming. They haven't seen this before. Now, the, the second example of, you know, trucking companies and owner-operators starting in 2020 and 2021, it's absolutely true. They flooded into the market. I can't even imagine what's going to happen to them. They got into a market that was record-setting, and that's all they know. That's what they know. They, they know how to operate a business when rates were at their absolute record-setting highs. Those people are going to fall fast. That, that's what we're starting to see now. Uh, one more on, uh, on the industry condition. Um, the headline here, fuel Rates and inflation drove trucking conditions down through early fall. Uh, this is from FTR. Uh, the FTR trucking condition index fell in September to minus 2.35 from a near neutral minus 0.25 in August. So just from August to September, we saw a huge drop in the freight index. Now, the freight index measures available freight against available trucks. We have been in the positive side of this index, meaning positive for owner-operators, for a very, very long time. That is ending right now. After 18 months of mostly double-digit TCI readings, the index has been negative in all but one month since February, said Avery Weiss, FTR's vice president of trucking. We expect market, market conditions to remain mildly negative for carriers in most months, at least through 2023. But that weakness will likely not mirror the strength seen in 2020 and through to early 2022. Vice added that carriers that managed their business well during the good times should remain healthy and outperform those that had relied on a robust market to remain afloat, which is exactly what I've been saying. If you've been running your business well and you've been paying down debt and saving cash while times have been really good, there is no reason you won't make it through this. You absolutely will make it through this. If you haven't been doing those things, the odds are pretty high that you're not going to make it through this. All right, one more uh, headline, and then we'll wrap this up for today. Um, this is a story that I've been following for quite some time. I'm actually kind of fascinated by this story, um, mostly because I really understand this system. Uh, FedEx Ground, that's where I had trucks for 20-plus years. Um, started with one truck with them in Akron, Ohio, as the only contractor in a small terminal. Uh, started with one truck, added a second truck, and 
the terminal grew. I had to rent a third truck most days uh, to get all the work done. And my trucks would do some local P&D pickup and delivery trailer spots throughout the day. Then the trucks would all make a run from Akron down to Columbus and back every night with doubles. Uh, That was a great contract for me. Had it for a long time, really enjoyed it. Uh, I, I was feeling like there wasn't enough room for growth, and I really wanted to get out of Ohio. Um, hated the weather, hated the business climate, hated all the taxes, and decided it was time to go to Florida. So I, I moved my contract down to Jacksonville and then on to Orlando. So, and then ultimately sold that contract with uh, four, I had four trucks at the end. Uh, three undedicated runs and a spare. Uh, I sold the trucks in the contract, kept one of the trucks uh, in 2012. So it was a, a, just a, a great business and a great contract for me. And during that time, um, I started with them back in shoot, early 90s, either 89 or 90, I think. Um, and I, that's also when I started doing taxes and accounting. And I really started with FedEx contractors. I did a lot of the van guys. Uh, So I would work out of the terminal and I'd be there all the time. And I knew these guys. I started doing um, their accounting and their taxes. And at one time, I was doing a lot of them. I was making more money than I was doing doing taxes than I was with, with my trucks. And my trucks were doing well. Um, I almost, I, I attempted it a couple times. I attempted some sort of an association of just FedEx contractors. So, you know, a, a buying co-op. The problem was every time I started to organize that, FedEx management got really nervous about it. They did not like that idea. And I understand why it starts to sound a lot like a union And I did not want to risk my contract there. So I simply just kind of dropped that idea of just, you know, an association for FedEx contractors. And I just started doing taxes and accounting and everything I did for owner operators in the, um, no matter where they were, what their business model was. So this story really interests me because, um, this guy, Spencer Patton, um, took that idea of mine and really ran with it. Uh, he was, he's been a contract. Well, he's not a contractor there anymore. He became FedEx Ground's largest contractor. He had routes in over, well, 10 states, I believe. Uh, he had routes and trucks and drivers. He also started that association. He had a leasing company. He leased trucks to these guys. He had a tax and accounting company for them. He is very tied into FedEx Ground's entire system. Starting last this summer, he came out, and I didn't realize this, that the, the trade group uh, that he formed, that just started this past August. I, I didn't realize that. He had a lot of the other things going on, the leasing and the tax and accounting, but he just started this trade group this past August. He started talking about that on Black Friday or Cyber Monday or during the peak season that I think he used some number like 60% 
of the van contractors were going to uh, stop working during that time as a protest for rates and and what was going on there. Um, He was very vocal about it, challenged them in the media several times, and I was pretty shocked. FedEx Ground did not mess around long at all. They canceled his contract. Ten states. I don't know how many routes he had, but it was a big, big revenue generator. They canceled it. He lost that contract completely. Um, now this trade group has disbanded. He he dropped out of the trade group a while back. Um, the trade group itself has disbanded. They claim that FedEx Ground is threatening any of the contractors who join this association, that if they try to use it as uh, a bargaining group, that they will cancel contracts. So it looks like FedEx is kind of winning this battle right now. This group has disbanded. They said they have other ideas. It will be interesting to see what actually happens to this and what happens to... um, to Spencer Patton's uh, little dynasty there. I mean, it was a hell of a business he built. Uh, took a lot of balls to step out and, and kind of threaten FedEx that way publicly. I'm not sure if it was all that smart, although maybe he's at a point in life where the money just doesn't matter to him anymore. He may be at a place where he's made enough, he's comfortable, and maybe he just wants to do something better. We'll see. Um, All right. I am going to wrap this up because I am very, very close to a live show. Uh, The Power Hour is coming up here real soon. So we'll see you there and we'll see you on another commentary soon. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.